Last time on Free Action Cry, the Thembo Squad chose to travel to the magical mushroom forest instead of venturing to the ruins in search of the fabled rod. On their way, they came across a well-dressed orc by the name of Ignatius Pundit, a merchant who sold some strange but ultimately useless items. I didn't stop Vargan, who purchased something anyway. Upon entering the mushroom forest, the party experimented with the vegetation, met the locals, and ultimately came face-to-face with a being who may be the oldest entity in Elovia. Welcome back to Free Action Cry. Last time we left off, you guys met B1, the Myconid slash Warforged hybrid elder. And he said hello, introduced himself, and that's where we left it off. So what would you guys like to do? Or should we just get right into it? Hello, friend. Hello, how are you? Well, it's not a bad day, I suppose. It's the sun is shining. The tank is great. No, wrong movie. Um, the tank is clean. <laughs> the tank is clean. <laughs> How are you today? As you say, the sun is shining. Uh, B1 looks up and he says, well, not here. It hasn't really shown here in quite some time. And like he says that because above you is a complete, like absolute canopy of just huge fucking mushrooms, which you've been in this mushroom forest for a little while. Yeah. You would know that. Yeah. Still going to say the sun is shining. Yeah. <laughs> it's shining in his heart. It is always shining in our hearts. Uh, isn't that like an Oblivion reference? Anyway. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't think I ever played Oblivion. So, yeah, Bone Bone looks to you and he says, So, if I'm not mistaken, you are here to learn, I believe, is what K4 sent you here for. Him and Seamus are connection to the outside world. If that is what they had said, then that is why we are here. Very well. Well, then, if you will follow me. And he, like, turns around and he starts walking. And I'm just going to assume that you all follow him. As you are walking through the mycelium forest, you begin to notice... You're beginning to get a closer look at the actual civilization itself. You notice that there is a vastly different but somehow connected sense of architecture that these beings have adapted. Anything that is made with any kind of a mushroom-type structure is smooth, it flows, it's, like, very nice. Whereas anything that is made with any kind of metal, that would be like a warforged structure, is sharp angles and very, like, you know, structured. You know, like, the triangle being the strongest shape in nature. It's an amalgamation of both of those things. And in a strange sense, it works. It just, it looks weird. But as you're walking through, you see all these things. You notice that the lighting that they have gone with is a combination of anything from torches to bioluminescence. It is not only a symbiosis of the people, but a symbiosis of how they live their lives and how they build and how they interact. It's quite beautiful, but also, in a sense, strange and haunting. But as you are walking through, B1 is 
uh, basically pointing to things and like giving you brief descriptions of like, you know, what buildings may be and how things were built, how they've lived for the past however many years any being has lived here. And he tells you that he has been alive, for the best of his knowledge, about 5,000, the mechanical side of him. How does the biological side stay alive? Um, he, re- he responds, the biological side does not. They come and go. A myconid will only live to be roughly a hundred years, and much like a hermit crab, when one of those die, another will choose to inhabit uh, a war force as they defit. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure that I understand this correctly. You have people inside of you? We are many, as it were. So you have people inside of you? We are basically two people using the same body for various purposes. But the bod- but the body is yours, right? Well, the, the body is mine, yes. Uh, but his body is also part of mine. So he is inside of you. You would say that he is intimately a part of you. Yes, he is intimately a part of me. He he says without any, like, you know, he, he he's not getting what you're throwing at. Oh, no, Vargan isn't making those references at all. Like, he's not making those connections. He is innocently saying this. Okay. The player is the one that is laughing about it. Uh, okay. Biting bottom lip to stop from, like, cackling. She, cause she knows this. And she's just like, <laughs> she's trying so hard not to lose her shit. So how many of these Mykonid people have been inside of you? <laughs> Well, Vargan, me personally, hmm, let's see, hibernation for about 2,000 years, uh, probably about 40 or 50. So you've had 50 people inside of you? Like, have you had only one at a time, or do there's is there multiples at once? Like, how does that work? Uh, it all depends on how the network is working at that time. Some Sometimes it could be upwards of... Maybe even five. Holy crap! And now Vargan's dying. (laughs) Like, right there is where Vargan loses it. He just goes, holy crap, that's a lot of people inside of you, and then just starts dying laughing. Bevy is also dying laughing. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm actually going to roll for this then. (laughs) What would this even be? A straight-up intelligence check. Which, well, I think contextually, I think that would be wisdom. I think it might be like wisdom of the situation of knowing the context of the joke. Either way, he rolled a two. And (laughs) the the biology of these creatures, like sex is not a thing to them. The myconids reproduce in an asexual manner and the warfords just build each other. (laughs) I bet they do. I bet they do. Bevy like goes to the fist bump. Vargan. Vargan doesn't notice because he's he's bent over trying to breathe. She just punches him instead, but laughs even more. Perfect. So anyway, after about ten minutes of walking, you come to what is essentially a a courtyard or like a central point of the civilization, and in front of you, in the very center of this very ornate, um. Oh, I'd say open sky, but there's mushrooms above you. But it's like, you know, circular and 
in the middle, there is a 10-foot round, almost pool of what looks like glowing and shifting spores of mushrooms. So, is is the relationship between you and your your friend inside of you, is it there like a ritual involved? Um, is it like a courting thing? I mean, we have to have similar... Well, it's... Does he at least buy your drink first, like an ale or like, I don't know, dinner? Um, we don't really require. I would think before, before like the invasiveness of having someone inside of you, I feel like dinner is like a kind of like a basic like thing, right? Yeah. We have no need for food or water or any of that. I'm getting the feeling there may be jokes here that I'm missing. No, I I don't know that it's like like food per se, but more of like the the level of connection and intimacy involved with the dinner, as it were, because there's conversation, you get to know each other, and then you let the person inside of you. Yeah, you gotta like. Or is it more of just like? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, 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 bargain. Give me one second. So you gotta like make sure that they put in as much effort as you do, because if not, then. Isn't that just like a free use kink? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a pageantry? Is what I really want to know. <laughs> is there uh, like a dance involved? <laughs> <laughs> or do they just climb up inside of you and it's just done? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying, this entire episode is going to be nothing but peg jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pinecone, go drink that weird drink over there. She probably points to the swirly mushroom thing. Um, I don't want to. I don't think that's a good idea. So you're picking smart today. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. What? (laughs) And there it goes. <laughs> he had the brain cell for all of three seconds. The DVD logo hit the corner and now it's gone. <laughs> Alrighty. So, B1, uh, as, as he approaches the pool, he kind of like, you know, gestures for you guys to just like, you know, hold back for a second and he walks to the other side of it. Then he goes, I feel instead of just telling you the things that I feel you need to learn, perhaps showing you would be best. Are we going to get to see two of you combining? <laughs> Will someone climb inside of me? Uh, perhaps better than that. Oh my god, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you see that he waves his hand over this pool of spores, and you can see that the mushrooms inside of him start to shine with a bioluminescence and the spores start to glow and they start to shift and move. Imagine a three-dimensional map. They start to form up into what is a three-dimensional map of Alovia. This is a literal three-dimensional representation of the island that you guys call home. Man, that's pretty cool. And he goes with... I'm gonna touch one of the things. Um... Reach out. So you're saying you're going to like reach out your hand for this? Yeah, like you know how whenever people are the first time that they see a hologram, like you see the dummy from like the 19th century or whatever, and he's just like, oh, and they like puts his hand through the hologram. That's going to be Vargan. He's going to like reach down and like try to touch something to see what it does. 
All right. Um, I feel like this wouldn't even require a roll. You just reach your hand in, and part of it almost instinctively seems to reach out toward you, and you can feel it. It's very cold, as it almost like you know, starts wrapping around your hand, almost like inspecting it, and then it jumps back off of your hand back into where it was. Oh, I think I'm not worthy of being inside of that was one of the that was one of the little like my myco people, right? Uh no, this is actually one of the ways that we communicate. Oh. How 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 Oh you just you're just asking how. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna look at the I'm gonna look at the stuff that I just touched and I'm gonna look at the the Robo man and I'm gonna look at the stuff and just very quietly, ow. It's actually quite simple. The nature of mushrooms and fungus and other things, it is a network of a collective intelligence. What one knows, any within the range of the communication also knows. Yes, I have mind. Yes, uh, I believe that is what you would call it. So that is why I say we are many and we are one. So, like, similar to, like, ants. Like, anthills. I believe so. I haven't really studied ants, per se. So, like, generally, most of the time, they use, like, this, like, um... It's almost like scent, per se, or, like, electrical signals to signal to each other of what information each one knows and all. And then Vargan goes into this very detailed explanation about ant communication and how it's similar to the hive mind uh, theory that he's talking about. As as you're talking, he's just politely nodding along and listening. If anybody wants to roll a perception check on that, you're more than welcome to. No, Pinecone's lost. He's not going to do that. It's like the one time Vargan shows a good amount of intelligence. I got a nat 20. Nice! You can tell that he's listening only out of politeness. What Vargan is telling him it seems like something he already knew. No, I'm, I'm asking him questions comparing oh. the two. Oh, well, yeah. then... And then at the end of, of what you said, he said, yes, very similar, but not with smells so much as with, I guess, just the instantaneous transfer of information across a network across hundreds and hundreds of miles. So it's like moving at the speed of thought? Essentially, yes. That is interesting. So are you all interconnected in some way? Like, is it like a mental magical thing or is it like actual physical, like natural means? physical connection with the mic it is that they can watch pretty much anything that happens outside of the forest and the warforged can understand their language and their song oh that is exceptionally interesting thank you for taking the time to explain that i was originally the whole thing was um a bit of a bit of fun but like now it's like this it's actually beginning to make sense um how did uh, mother used to say i'm grokking it grokking it Yes, um, it is like uh, Orcish for like understand, oh. comprehend. Com- I think comprehend is closer translation. But yes, when 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 I grok something, it is I understand basically. Okay. Oh. Well, now that you know how we communicate, hopefully there won't be any questions as to how we know the things we are about to teach. While you have been working with Algar, I believe his end goal might not be the best for saving our fun little world. Okay, what's his end goal? This is the third attempt that he has had. The first attempt failed 
because he and his associate were not exactly well equipped to handle the situation. His second attempt, he had very, like, more information, yes, but still not enough strength. He is far stronger now than he was then, but he doesn't understand the entirety of the problem. He believes to save this world, you just need to deal with the undead aspect. That is only one part of it. And as he says that, the map in front of him seems to zoom out. And Alovia just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and you can see three other islands, um, all similar size to Alovia, and they are almost in a diamond-shaped pattern. He, like, reaches out his hand, he goes, Each one of these islands, every thousand years, seems to go through some kind of dramatic change that ends with... So it gets smaller. No. That was a visual representation to show you that there's other islands than just this one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this one is Alovia, the one that you all know and you all have lived in your entire life. Except for you, Pinecone. You disappeared for a little while and then reappeared somehow. Wait, what? You went somewhere and then you came back. Where did I go? Somewhere. That we don't know. All we know is the person that was once Eric went through a portal, and then 2,000 years later, you came out. Oh. And you have... Did, did I already know this? I, um, my, my brain hurts. <laughs> anyway. To explain further, some of you may have heard about a land called Agaria. Some call it the land of the Silver Hand, and that's over here. And it just kind of starts glowing a little bit brighter. Has anyone else heard of that place? One of your friends will, and he may not have spoken much about it. He did not have a good time. He was born into slavery, and he escaped. Is that Sackcat? What you know as Sackcat, yes. Ah, our buddy. Nice. Oh, not Sackcat. So, the weird thing about the tabaxi is... That's Sackcat, right? I'll explain. Yes, he is a tabaxi. Or what you know as a tabaxi. Uh, most of them have fur. He does not because he has the sickness that is prevalent in that land. Oh, now I feel like a dick. I thought he was a whole different, like, race. There is a disturbing sickness that every thousand years, for some reason, comes back and claims that land. They get what is basically a skin condition that will either change how you look drastically, maybe a little bit, or it could ultimately kill you. It affects every race differently. We don't really know how well it will affect either of you, as he gestures towards you. Nobody of your lineages have contracted that. Then we have, over here, a land called Faler Baron. And another island lights up. This one is another interesting land. This is, it's a swamp-like island. Um, and they don't have cities, per se. It's mostly small towns, traveling tribes, a lot of infighting. We don't know much about that land. That's all we know for them. And the last one is Yaltan, which is a desert land, which is a ridiculously unpopulated area. There are still small towns, but finding food there is quite difficult. And every thousand years, finding food is harder and harder until eventually... Most people die out. 
If you wish to solve the problem that we have here, for some strange reason, we believe all of them need to be solved within the same cycle, and no one has succeeded. And I'm betting that is where you want us to come in, huh? Not just me, but there are two other people who have suggested you. Three, technically. Oh. Guys, how did we get so freaking popular? Because of our muscles. Um, you have been investigated. Oh. In a, albeit, dishonest way, but it is effective. What do you know about the undead of these lands? They're easy to kill. That they are dead, but still walking. Dead, but still walking, yes, and that the only reason they kill is to eat. Then he zooms back into Alovia, and he points out an area near the mountains, actually about a day's a day and a half's travel from Vevi, where you grew up. Uh, roll me a history check, actually, mm. if you recognize the area. Let's see. What are we going to get? That's a one in total. <laughs> that is a one in total. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you don't know the area, but he explains that there is a very large cave system here where the undead originate. As it is a cycle, at the end of these cycles, they retreat back, and then a thousand years later, they come back to feed. We have figured out why they are going out for food and then coming back. It's not that they are just out to eat, it's they are there to collect as well. Anything that they don't eat, they bring back for what they believe is their god. Do you mean like 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 meat things or like swords and such? Mostly brain. Wait, they take brains back? Yes. This is what they believe is their god. And the map sort of flattens out, and a figure uh, is basically built from the ground up. And you see a somewhat familiar thing. You saw something similar in... <laughs> You're rolling an arcana check already, Morgan? I just wanted to see if it was in any of the adventure books that I'd read as a kid. Okay. Um. Well, no. But you would know that Algar had an assistant that looked very much like this. It is a... Shit, what is the word for Mind Flayer again? See, that's what the player was going to ask, is if it was a Mind Flayer. Yes, shit. But I didn't think that Vargan would have that name just off the top of his head, so I wanted to, like, do an arcana to be like, whenever he was reading his adventures, did he read an adventure story about a Mind Flayer? <laughs> no, it's an Illithid. As this shows up, he says, This is probably not something that you would have ever heard of. You may have met Illithids before. There are few in Alovia, but this is a special case. You've already met Algar, who is a human lich, but this is something worse. This is an Illithid lich, known as an Alhoon. That seems bad. A what? An Alhoon. I don't, I don't understand. Bless you. Morgan, what's an Illithid? A thing that eats brains, I think. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, like that's that's what he was saying was that like the 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 undead are bringing brains back to that thing. Wait, so the undead aren't the ones eating the brains? That doesn't sound right. You you weren't really listening, were you? No. Uh, okay. He started talking about really complicated stuff, and I got confused. And then I started looking at the trees. Um. And, uh, now we're here. That's fair. 
Um, so, so anyway, you said that this thing, so an Alhoun? Yes, an Alhoun. All right. So, um, does it bleed? Um, that has not been tried yet, but if it is undead, it can be killed again. So, so it does bleed? Well, it can die. Okay, because I read, um, it, it, there's a, there's an adventure story called Dutch of the, of, uh, I don't remember, of the Drowland, I think is what it said. Anyway, his whole thing is if it can bleed, we can kill it. So, that's kind of my thought with this thing. If it can bleed, we can kill it. Well, I like that theory. He was a very strong man. He killed one of the apex predators of his lands. It was crazy. Oh my god, is that a Jaws reference? No, it's a predator reference. Okay. I wasn't 100% like, because you said Dutch, and I'm just like, shit, what movie was that from? And then you Dutch, said Apex Predator. Dutch was Predator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character <laughs> yeah. in Predator. Okay. You said Apex Predator, and I'm just like, okay, is it is it Jaws? Because the shark is an Apex Predator. My brain hurts, too. I'm right there with you, Pinecone. All right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry what? I said my brain hurts, too. <laughs> so where is this dude at? Like, like, do we just need to go find him and kill him? Um, the hard part is going to be getting there. Um, so there are some ways we can go about doing this. Part involves what Algar has planned. I believe his plan involves um, a strange poison that is extremely difficult to get. He may ask you to retrieve that. Uh, the other is using something called an attuner and a rod of control undead. I believe you already know where to find one of them. Yeah, the rod. Hey, rod. <laughs> he seems completely unfazed. <laughs> now, obviously, we didn't all get this far without a little help. So if you will, do you have any questions first? Not that pertains to the Alhoun. Yeah. Very well. So then... <laughs> If you will follow me, you should probably, uh, I suppose, re-meet uh, a few other people. Because the undead is not as simple as you may believe. So wait, whenever you say re-meet some people, we're going to have to re-turn them back into meat? Uh, that sounds, like, really painful. It sounds to me like some undead bastards decided to come back and we've got to crush some skulls. Um... Not so much came back, but we're brought back. I will explain. Follow me. Okay, but we're still killing them, right? Because undead is bad. I'll leave that up to you. And he starts walking to a... <laughs> I was going to say, as he's, like, walking off, he's like, well, well, actually, no, because we're technically in your lands, so, like, whatever your opinion of them is really the important one, I don't have a problem with undead as long as they don't mess with me. Do you want them dead? Like, this is your place. Well, they haven't exactly messed with you yet. Well, I mean, they have, but they haven't. So, God, follow me. Yeah, I follow him. Yeah. All right. So he starts walking to a a very small mushroom hut. Just think, think the Smurfs. There you go. It's a small mushroom hut, and as he approaches, he just, like, gingerly thinks to knock, realizes that there's nothing hard to knock on, and just says... Uh, they're here. Are you prepared? And you hear a familiar voice say, Yeah, let's just get this shit over with. This is fucking annoying, but we may as well do it anyway. Sometimes life can be annoying. Then he raised her eyebrow. Yeah, tell me, you can say that again. 
she was responding to Vargan. Vevi, what did you say? No, I just said that she raised her eyebrow at the voice. Uh, you would recognize it. It is a female voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how do you respond to hearing a familiar female voice? She just, she's, like, she just stands. Okay. Alright. Well, walking out of the mushroom hut is your favorite blindfolded old elf, Hallison. Yep. And she looks at you and she goes, So, this is where things get interesting. And she reaches up and she removes the head covering that she has across her eyes. And you see that the head covering starts to have a magical shimmer to it. And the disguised self illusion drops. And you can see that her old elven skin begins to dry and shrivel. And you can now clearly see her eyes that are a pale yellow color that you have seen in the undead before. And she looks at you and she goes, so the disguise self doesn't exactly work in your eyes. So yeah, I guess you're probably having questions. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And can I get a large Dr. Pepper with that too? Oh, hey, this isn't McDonald's. This is the mid-roll. Welcome. First off, I'd like to thank Dirk, Pat, Addy, Gungan, and our newest supporter, Static, for their infinite malevolent wisdom. Also, for their Patreon contribution. It really means a lot. If you want to see your name up on that list and unlock lots of steamy fucking goodness, join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash reactioncry. Also, we just updated the tiers to give all kinds of content to all of the tiers. Also, we have a wonderful sponsor for you today. Go to hueysdice.com, H-E-W-Y-S-D-I-C-E dot com with code reactioncry for 10% off your order custom-made acrylic dice. They're seriously beautiful. He also makes dice jewelry. I've seen them in person. I have held them. I have smelled them. They're wonderful. Go check them out. Anyways, this is a quick one today, but hey, thanks for listening. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. So you want the... You look like you've been sitting out in the sun for too long. About... 600 years, yeah, probably. Wait, what? I don't, I don't understand. Do you not get the part that I'm technically undead? Huh. No. Bevy looks at Vargan and she's like, should we kill her? Are you like... I'm, oh, well, let's see. I'm talking to you. I haven't tried to eat your brain. I mean, and honestly, I could do better. <laughs> I don't necessarily think we do need to kill this one. Like I said, it doesn't seem like it's a problem. She just nods. Are you going to be a problem? You don't need to talk like that. <laughs> condescending prick. How is it condescending? I did. I... She just kind of gives B1 a look, just like, you know, told you this was a bad idea. Question. <laughs> How much rot has, like, happened? Like, are the ears still intact? So, you've seen Fallout. Yes. Think that. Like ghouls? Mm. Yes. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't actually being condescending. I saw you didn't have ears, so I thought it might be helpful to speak slowly, clearly, and loudly. My bad. <laughs> Let me give you the basics of what I can do. Anything you can do, I can do better. Then why do you need us? Because I'm only one person. Then you obviously can't do what we all do together better. No, I was just talking about you there, you little prick. <laughs> well, now who's being condescending? That's my point. Okay, fair. <laughs> I do apologize that Vargan's been on a roll tonight, guys. I'm just, I'm, appara I'm apparently in a mood. 
It's fine. No, I'm loving it. I love it. Um, have you have you had five people inside you like this guy? No, I, I think you said it was six. Uh, no, and did you really? Did you ask him that? Really? Oh, we got all the details about how his how he had people inside of him. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to explain that to them now. Can you do it better? Or you could not. Like you could okay. not explain it. I mean, hey, I was. I was young once, you know, and alive. Yeah, like a long fucking time ago, apparently. 600 years or something. Your body count must be ridiculous. Crazy numbers. Wait, are we slut-shaming the zombie? No, I'm impressed. We don't slut-shame here. I was about to say, it's not it's not slut-shaming, it's like slut-complimenting, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Six hundred years of you know rolling around the rolling around the place. I bet you got some stories, some tips, maybe even some tricks. Oh, several. Then he pulls out a notepad. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you guys are handling this well. So I am an awakened undead. The weird thing is, is I have no idea how it happened. Well, generally, whenever people like like shake you, is what wakes me up. I mean, I don't remember any earthquakes. I mean, they could have just been, like, a magic person. Just shaking you with a little bit of magic. Possible. All I know is Algar had nothing to do with it, which is confusing. <laughs> Fucking Vevi taking notes. And now I'm picturing Vevi with nerd glasses as well. Oh, boy. Here right. for it. So, Algar's plan, essentially, is the Alhoun, the undead lich thing. He wants to somehow either lure it out or get to it through hundreds upon thousands of undead, killing them all on the way there, which, personally, I feel like we should all be against, because there is a way to help them. If, in a way, I was awakened, there should be a way to awaken them as well, and essentially take out the motherfucker that is enslaving them, as it were. I mean, do you enjoy living being that ugly? Ooh, hey, hey now. There's no need to bring looks into this. Like, okay, not that it's her fault, right? But like I will I will give you that free one because yes, I'm not exactly too happy with the way I look. (laughs) Yes, I have some body dysmorphia issues. I think you look just fine, especially considering how your advanced age. I think you look, you're the best 600 looking person I've ever seen. You don't look a day over 300. Hey, 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 Vargan, come here, come here for a second. Sure. And do do you just, you just lean in? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll actively take a step forward. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, what's your AC? 19. 19? Well, she rolled a 17. (laughs) So with a, is it a slap? Is it a kick? Which one is it? She's going for a slap upside the head. Okay, so uh, Vargan will, like, he'll see something on the floor, supposedly. I, I don't know why I did the air quotes. You guys can't see me. Um, but <laughs> he'll see something on the floor as he sees the arm coming up, and he'll duck and, like, pick it up off the ground. Oh, this is a cool-looking rock. <laughs> anyway, were you wanting something? Um, and then he'll smile wryly. She just looks almost, like, completely just defeated at the moment just like uh, you know what never mind just don't patronize me you asshole (laughs) i make no guarantees okay 
So, so far you've learned that there are three other islands that are each going through similar yet different issues, and you are, you've also learned that one of your companions is an awakened undead. How are you all feeling right about now? I'm kind of confused. Eh. I'm not going to say that Vargan's seen weirder, but, I mean, he's kind of rolling with it at this point. This is the adventures that his books promised him. But he's about the same. She could take it or leave it. See, Var- real quick, real quick, Derps. One of the things, Vargan is going to basically chalk everything up that happens that's a little wackadoo as just like, this is just part of the adventure. This is what the adventure books promised me was all of this. So this is what I'm looking for. I love it. All right. So then B1 looks looks at all of you and goes, So, where would you like to go now? Your path may have changed. You may stay on the same one you were on before. Well, I would like to go where the Alhoun is. You just want to go... You want to go to the Alhoun. I mean, he's sentient, right? Yes, but he is in a cave surrounded by the undead, who have not... Awoken yet. Well, I mean, if, if they're not if they're not awoken and they're asleep, then we should be fine. <laughs> There's another wry smile. You you just you, you just hear Hallison just go, son of a bitch, <laughs> like under her breath. <laughs> hey 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 hey! Now no, Mother Vargan was a saint, is a saint. How dare you? Ooh, actually, and he's gonna look in his bag to see if there's food there. <laughs> Roll me a d twenty. Ten. Alright, let me get your list up. Where the fuck are... There you are. You said you rolled a 10? Yes. Um, you know, I wrote this and I'm not sure how... Oh, okay. Um, inside of your bag, you feel something It's It's quite warm. Uh, and it is a glass jar. Roughly, you'd say about, like, two quarts worth of noodle soup. Nice! I haven't had, I haven't had noodles in a very, very long time. This... What a treat! What a treat! Puts it in his pa- puts it in a different pouch. <laughs> anyway, so not the son of a bitch. Mother was a mother is a saint. Roll me a perception check, just bargain. Uh, blow twenty two. Twenty two, a natural twenty twenty two, mind you. Yep. Um, as soon as you put your like you, you pull the noodle soup out of your bag of holding and he's oh sweet and then you put it right back immediately after you put it into a different pouch you can kind of feel your bag just kind of like shifting and you look over and you just see b1 just very quizzically looking at it <laughs> hey now you're a rock star people go inside the ah that's a good one i remember that song from that tavern um no but like <laughs> Like, you you can have all of the people inside of you that you want, but this is my bag. I would prefer if you ask me before trying to enter it. Hallison just kind of looks over at you and he goes, Yeah, he hasn't really been around other civilizations, so the magic stuff still kind of fascinates him, and he doesn't exactly understand decorum. So there's a little thing called personal space, my friend, and basically, imagine there's a six-inch bubble around people, and uh, I'm going to explain the concept of personal space to a robot. (laughs) Okay, five minutes later, star wipe. Star swipe. (laughs) (laughs) And by doing this, you make sure that everyone around you is comfortable and you are taking care of making sure you have consent. Does this make sense? Yes. Thank you for explaining to me. You're absolutely welcome, my friend. I'm glad we could have this discussion. Okay. (laughs) I didn't. 
Rude, just please put that after I put Star Wipe, just immediately have you going, and then we'll just pick it right up there. Okay. That's what I was uh, gonna do, but yeah. Okay. Then ignore everything I just said. <laughs> Note from the editor I always do, bud. Alrighty. So, there is one more thing. And Hallison looks at you guys and goes, So, Pinecone. Oh, uh, yeah? Um, so. Remember when you guys first got here, how he was explaining how they communicate with spores and how they see everything? Uh, I didn't really understand, but yes, I was here for that. So, and remember how he was also explaining that we were all kind of, quote-unquote, investigating you to make sure that you guys were, like, you know, trustworthy on the level, all that fun stuff. Well, I suppose we need to come clean on... One more. I suppose teensy tiny little lie. Am I adopted? No, but speaking of your father, alright, June, you can come out too. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and as, right as you say, wait, what? Uh, the changeling that you met before also walks out alongside a, another changeling. Wait, June, what, wait, what are you doing here? I also work with this group. We are here from Agaria. Oh, that's the land over there, right? Yes. <laughs> and we were the ones that were also following you for various parts of your little adventure. But, like, what does that have to do with me? Well, you were the last person I interacted with because we were also just curious where your loyalties lie. And the best part is, is they don't lie... With people, they lie with morality. Because I asked you if, like, you know, if the undead are alive or if they are dead, and you had a nice, I I would say, think about it, but then when I told Hallison, she just kind of laughed. So I don't know. But I feel like your heart is in the right place. Yeah, it's, like, right in the middle of my... I think it's in the right place. You Wait, you can see that? Both of the changelings just kind of, like, look at each other with just this, like, almost confused look. And the other changeling that you do not know his name yet just kind of, like, reaches over and just whispers in the element. Oh, okay. Yes, right. He, okay. I, I can't wait to be this big dumb boy and save the world. The other changeling that you don't know the name of just yet just kind of puts his head in his hand and just, oh my. So then... Uh, June looks and he goes, so we've, me and Sloane here, we have been following you and guiding you, and we learned quite a bit about your morality from all three of you. We feel like you may be the best part, and Sloane here is the one that actually organized everything. And at that point, Sloane just kind of almost puffs himself up all proud, and you can see that his skin begins to shift and change, and he becomes Ember, the tabaxi cat. Wait. Not Sack Cat. Uh, sack cat. cat! I, Chicken Man. Yes. You you all have done very well. Surprisingly. Gotta be honest. I, I honestly feel like you guys just have an immense amount of luck. Well, there is a reason why they call it dumb luck. He just puts his head in his hand again. She says, it, wor- it works. It, I guess it works. You're damn right it does. Why be good when you can be lucky? Mm-hmm. 
But being good helps too, don't Wait, get me wrong. Wait, why do they call it dumb luck? You don't need to understand, Pinecon, it's okay. I don't understand. You don't need to, it's okay. So anyway, now you guys know about all of the shit that I have been planning since the fucking beginning of this game. Bruh. And Ashley now finally knows about the... So, Ashley knew about Ember before this campaign. Knew about the existence of Ember. He was always a changeling. <laughs> what? Yes. No fucking way. I'm dead serious. Wow. I never really got to tell the other people because the my life just got kind of crazy. Yeah. So, but yes. So, now I, the DM, would like to ask you guys... You know about the Attuner, you know about the Alhoon, and you know about the Rod of Control Undead. The Rod. The Rod, yes. Where would you guys like to go next? I'm just asking out of my own curiosity. I want to I wanna get the, the Rod. want to get the Rod? Do we level up it? I would love to feel the Rod in my hands. <laughs> okay, and also, yes, you guys will be leveling up after this episode. <laughs> well, before we depart... There is one more thing we do need to discuss, since you guys said you wanted to go for the Rod of Control Undead. So let's just bang that out real quick in two minutes. So you guys, uh, you confer and you decide you're going to go with the Rod of Control Undead. And you all, Hallison, Sloan, who was formerly Ember for you guys, June and B1, are around the 10-foot little spore display thing, and you're going over the plan for how you're going to do that. The spores are depicting a fucking huge building that the ruins are... Look, the ruins, basically, are a huge building. And you could just imagine how many rooms are in this thing. And he's explaining which is the best course to go just so you guys don't have to go through an entire dungeon for 10 episodes if you don't want to, because I'm guessing you don't want to. But as he's explaining this, and he goes, the only issue that you may run into there is there are some guardians in this ruin. Uh, they've been put in there by the Elhoon because he knows what is there. Among the Rod of Undead, there are also some other magical items. But this is what you might need to look out for. And the spores reshape themselves into a strange-looking quadruped. It is a four-legged creature that appears to have almost tiger-like claws, very muscular appendages, but its body appears to be almost an, an amorphous mound of what looks to be a brain of some sort. And he goes, these, although extremely weak, are also extremely dangerous because they will, if left unchecked, Take your mind. So we're going to be sending along one of our warriors along with you. Oh, and who's that? And could everybody roll me a perception check? No. Well, fine then. Eight. Nine. Eight. Okay, so all of you rolled under a ten. So you most certainly don't see this at all. But almost instantaneously dropping from... The top of this, like, open sky building, a very small four-foot warforged pops down in almost, you could say, the superhero pose. You can tell that he has a myconid inside of him as well. <laughs> Make your jokes if you'd like. There's a boy inside of you. <laughs> you got a friend in me. 
Actually, I believe that he has his friend in him. Ooh, he's already uh, he's he's more than ten minutes into Disney Plus and chill. <laughs> but anyway, Disney this, Plus this, and act a little sus. Yeah, this smaller Warforged after he lands in his superhero pose, stands up, gives a very courteous bow, says absolutely nothing. B1 gestures to him and says, this is 8 He will be accompanying you and will be able to help you out on your... 88? 8, the number 8, the letter T, and 88. Yeah, 88 for short. There you go. 88. That's a big number. Can we call him Tato? I mean, you you can honestly call him whatever you want. Um, even like, without rolling an intelligence or a wisdom check, you can tell that this is one of the Warforged that do not have a speech unit. So, does he have a, some um, a thing, um, uh, what you call the mica need inside of him, too? Uh, yes. Can he write? They can both write, yes. Okay. How does he communicate? Mostly with gestures. Um, okay. For us... We can understand each other just fine because you know about the whole network intelligence. Yeah. But considering I am, I guess, suppose the easiest way to describe it is one that has had interactions with other fleshy creatures. I was given the ability to speak. That became obsolete when we said no more of that. Oh, so you're kind of like an envoy. I believe you could say that, yes. Interesting. So, and then I'm going to look at this, dude. So you have a person inside of you, too, right? It nods. Does it have a name? It shrugs. Do you both reside inside there? It nods. And then now, like, Vargan is basically going to take up all of his travel time to learn everything about how their physiology works. Uh, roll me a nature check, then. Damn. Eight. Okay, and also, you know what? I would say in addition to that, because it is essentially two beings in one body, mm -hmm. the nature check would have been for the myconids. So considering the fact that it is mushroom, I would say actually roll that with advantage. Now that I think of it, because you were raised on the farm, you would probably know a lot about mushrooms. Damn it, I was trying to hit the advantage button, bucker. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that's an eight and a six. Um, but also, the Warforged, you would probably just roll a straight up and down intelligence check. Man, so literally I'm rolling intelligence three times and getting stupider all three times. <laughs> an eight, a six, and a three. I mean, this is definitely making up for all those really great rolls I had earlier. Yeah, very true. So yeah, unfortunately, you don't learn much apart from what you were told oh I, I mean this isn't this isn't just a one day thing like like this is going to be every single game Vargas could be like i'm talking to this thing to try and understand it i'll make the intelligence rolls i don't mind okay as long as we're traveling with this thing i'm going to try to understand it 